It's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. First of all, a big thank you to you, to you for being along on this podcast right now. And especially if you're one of the people who has recently started following us or one of the people who has given us five stars or thumbs up or whatever your system allows it to do, or has just told somebody about this program. It means the world to us. We've been getting a lot of really good feedback lately, and we owe it all to you, and it makes all the difference in the world. That's, that's how you pay for these things in our world. Just share some love. That's all we ask. This is part two of a program from November 27th, 2023. Anthony Michael Peterson, True Born, in the studio with me. And our theme, usually the theme is an artist, right? It's McCoy Tyner or it's Carlos Santana. Tonight the theme is finding the thread. What does that mean? Well, if we're going to get an answer, we're going to have to climb inside the vast mind of Trueborn. It contains multitudes, including you. Okay, here's part two of three. Enjoy. She don't let me have my my bonus me. She don't let me have my bonus me. She'll never remember spending my dollars next week. Never make, never make. She'll never remember spending my dollars next week. If you go to Bangalore, tell my. If you go to Bangalore, tell my boy. What a times of waiting in Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. What a times of waiting in Illinois. I've been in Texas and I've been in Arkansas. I've been in Texas, Arkansas. But I never had a good time till I got to Illinois. In Illinois, Illinois. Never had a good time till I got to Illinois. And you go to Bangalore, she's tell my boy. You go down and bang tell my boy the times are waiting them in Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois, in Illinois, in You're listening to WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD, WKCR.org perhaps, or 89.9 FM here in New York City. The show is called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. I have the great pleasure of being here in the studio with True Born, Akka. <laughs> Akka. If my brother is listening right now, he is laughing his butt off. He, you've given him so much ammunition right now. It's just, Akka. Akka. Stop Akka. saying it. Stop saying Anthony it. Anthony Michael Peterson. <laughs> Akka. And um, we're, this is, you know, 
I'm being I'm I'm, I'm being uh, jocular here, but mm. uh, while that music was playing, we didn't talk a peep during that whole thing. We mm. I don't know about you. Mm. I was in the zone. I could feel you were in the zone too, mm. even though we didn't we didn't talk at all right there. Yeah, I was I was really listening to his his threads, you know, and you know, in my mind doing you know thinking about you know mississippi john hurt and where with mississippi john hurt you had you know this accompaniment that was that was very piano like and you listen to skip james and his thread is that it, it i i really believe his guitar work is that transition between the you know the folk finger picking style and lead guitar because you listen to him and there's a lot more you know, it's, it's even though he plays to me delicately, it's very aggressive. He's delicately aggressive, and you know, you, when you listen to him, it's like it's almost like there's another guitarist playing. Is you know, so I was you know noticing that, and the fact that he was very much tied into his thread in terms of his dreams, where he obeyed. He's very he was very obedient to his muse, and. And that's part of his, you know, uh, anybody out there don't come for me with this, but his prophetic gift, his gift of, and that, that means to, to not just receive a vision, but to bring it into the world and to, you know, to act upon it, you know, and that's what anyone who's a songwriter or a writer, you know, um, does. And... It's very interesting because he, once again, he, the simplicity of his words could could throw you off, and you could, you know, just play it off. But he he has a very um, it's it, it's almost a- academic the way he's approaching his own creativity. Like he said, he's you know you might see me in a couple of weeks, and I have ten to twelve more, and it's like. Really? You know, there's some people who just do one album and they just live off that album for years and years and years and years. And that idea of constant improving is very important, you know. And um, I find it very inspiring. Very inspiring. He's his craft, too. He's so deliberate the way he's shaping all the sounds with his fingers, with his mm-hmm. breath, with his uh, just his expression is that that falsetto. Yeah, that it's beautiful. The falsetto blows me away every time I hear it. It's hypnotic to me, and it, it's you don't expect, you know. Okay, when I hear Mississippi John Hurt, okay, that that voice, it had he has a plaintive simple simplicity that's also unique to him, and then you know Skip James comes in with this falsetto and it's he's making the blues sound like pretty you know it's very pretty this the the contrast between these two is immense to me mississippi john hurt sounds it's like bach almost it's Mm. composed Mm. he's so settled in how he presents it and skip james is just pulling something out of yeah he's on the edge He's, he, he really is, 
And I and I would I I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and think that I would think that he's arranging while he's playing, you know, because his timing is suggesting, you know, improvisation. And sometimes when you do that, especially if you're singing and playing, you know, instrument like the guitar, you know, it it changes your timing. I, and I don't want to say it's messed up. I just say that it changes your timing, you know, because he's singing these twelve-bar blues lyrics, but he's not he's not following the twelve-bar blues like chord form, and but he's using that as his story, you know, his his story form, and it it just works. And then you put that with the with the falsetto. You know, you have this this man with this beautiful voice talking about the woman that left him. You know, how can she leave you? You sing so pretty. You know, <laughs> but yeah, Skip James. Now you, you know, I'm gonna go back to when I first started to hear you play, hmm. and you were you you had a deep well. There were maybe there's only twelve notes to play, but you seem to come up with a lot more than that. <laughs> and well, you, I had issues. Yeah. You, <laughs> you played a lot. You played a lot of guitar. Oh. You were a young hotshot, and you, the music you were playing, the bands you were in, called for that kind of thing. Mm. And um, I wonder if you'll talk a little bit about the stuff that you've been doing, the solo acoustic stuff. I see you doing on Instagram. I think is. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of my healing of music. I I got burnt out along the way, and uh, I, you know, when you start playing with famous people, that's a whole other whole other thing. And you know, I got burnt out by the hypocrisy of you know feeling like yeah, you're you know you're making this money, but at the same time you're underneath someone, you know. And sometimes you meet people who are, um, who could be kind, and some people who weren't. And you know, I mean, I just like the idea of have you know, someone playing on a porch, and people gathered around, and you know, there's a fire burning, you know. So my version of that is to do this. Uh, this Sunday hang that I do on Instagram every Sunday. I haven't been doing it. I didn't do it the last two Sundays because I was uh, fighting a little bit of an illness. But um, now I'm better. But um, I I think that the, you know, like listening to these cats, is it's like drinking, you know, natural is drinking water to me. You know, listening to them and listening to, you know, the there's a there's a phrase in fingerstyle guitar we call it in the blues we call it rocking the bass which comes from the ragtime uh piano tradition uh you know when they had stride piano and there's there's a way every guitarist that's you know uses this style of finger picking you know they have their own way of rocking the bass you know and where Mississippi John Hurt is very steady. Then you have, you know, uh, Skip. And I don't like that cat calling him Skippy, by the way. But that, he did. He called himself Skippy. He called himself Skippy? He did. I don't care. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I just, you know, just give him respect. Let him call himself Skippy. I mean, you got to call him Skippy. <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, but no, I think, and then like you hear Skip play, and he's totally willing to interrupt that, you know, that flow, you know, to play his lead line, or to say a lyric and let the guitar finish it, you know, to make, and next thing you know, you are putting that word in your mind, and that's genius. That's genius. He's he, so much, so much craft going into this it's, and it seems it seems simple but it's not easy right <laughs> it's easy to overestimate estimate uh, estimate one of our themes <laughs> coming back around it's easy to, to to hurl a lot of notes out there too mm-hmm. compared to telling your story i would imagine yeah i I'd, I'd be embarrassed to do it i mean i've seen cats you know they're i've watched guitar players all the time because I want to keep up with what what's going on and you know cast are younger than me and faster than me blah, 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 blah. I'm like wow what you know I'm like how do you do that you know but I'm not interested in that I mean you know I'd like to play my version of what that is but you know it's it, once again can you pull on the thread and and bring the magic pull the rabbit out of the hat Mm-hmm. Can you make people feel that you actually have a hat? <laughs> you know, that to me is the true, you know, the, the magician within the, the musician, you know. My guest is True Born, Anthony Michael Peterson. And if people want to find these Sunday shows of yours yes. and sit around the campfire, <laughs> where do they find you? Um, Instagram is True Born, T-R-U, next word B-O-R-N. Um, I've been doing them at, uh, in the afternoons, Sunday afternoon, 4, 4 p.m. Eastern, um, 3 p.m. Central, um, what is that, 1 p.m. Um, Pacific, and I'm leaving out, what, Mountain, what's Mountain, about two hours back? Yeah, two hours. Okay, so that would be 2 o'clock Mountain. And if you're on another continent, well... Get out your slide rule yeah, get out. and figure it out. You know, send me a message. I'm in Oslo. Where are you? you know. <laughs> but uh, now I have to ask. I have to ask. Mm-hmm. When I met you, you were Anthony, and now you are Trueborn. Mm. Where, what was the origin? How that, uh, oh, wow. tell me about that transformation. Ooh. Well, that, that's, that's actually kind of easy. The it was around 2003, and um, <clears throat> I was just finishing my first CD, um, which you can find on TrueBornWorldwide.com. And T R U B O R N. Well, actually, it was just true. Oh, T R U E. Just no, just T R U. Oh, oh, just T R U. Yeah, and um, there was a story about that. Um, I was. I've always received interest of people, you know, from in this industry from my songs, but you know, I'm not flashy. I'm I'm definitely not like a young kid and I definitely I'm not stupid. So I don't, you know, people in the industry tend to shy away from people like me and if you've been doing music for a while, you you, you all know what I'm talking about. We're you know, now you get to you know you get to a point in your life where you have all this stuff under your belt. And no one is interested because you know too much, right? So, I began working on writing these songs, recording them, producing them myself, and 
all of a sudden I felt the name, you know, Anthony Peterson. It, it, I had no problem with it, but there was something else that wanted to come out. And I remember I was auditioning for someone who I shall not name, who was managing a very famous group at the time. And uh, <clears throat> he was in, you know, and he, you know, he was a brother. And um, I went to his house and I was playing my songs for him. And, you know, he, he put his head down and he's listening to my songs. And at one point I see him shaking his head back and forth. Like, no, no. And I stopped in the middle and I said, what's wrong? And he looked at me and he said, your songs, they're too personal. And I, uh, I didn't, be, uh, what's the word? I wasn't offended. I understood that part of the industry, their songs Thousands of songs cycled from group to group to group to group. And one group takes it, records it, maybe sells it. Another group turns it down. So he's used to that mill. And um, which is, you know, not, you know, not too dissimilar to what was going on in the Brill building. Uh Right? 50s, 60s. Um, But, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I was... You know, if I was a young white artist, you wouldn't be telling me this, hmm. you know. But because, you know, and and he likened a lot of what I would, you know, a lot, my songs to, uh, you know, he felt like it, you remind me a lot of Tracy Chapman. And, you know, and I, I'm i like, okay, what does that mean? You know, does, 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 does that mean we, I get money now? You know, <laughs> but... And, but I, you know, as this was, I was thinking about it years later and I was driving and I was working at a casino, the Cash Creek Casino in California. And, and I was like, well, that, it used to, it kind of hurt my feelings when I saw his head, you know, shaking. And then when he tells me my songs are too personal. And then I realized that my songs were personal because I was telling my own truth. And then these letters, T-R-U, came in, like, right, I could still see them coming into my forehead. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's who, who's being born right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's been that way ever since. Aka true, as my brother is, would say. I know he's laughing right now. Your brother, Mark Peterson. Mm-hmm. Mark Peterson, bassist and, extraordinaire. Yeah, and a, and a past guest on Deep Focus. Yeah. The name of this show on WKCR. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, here with True Born himself, Anthony Michael Peterson. We, If you're just joining us, this is a little different kind of Deep Focus. We are, our theme is Finding the Thread. We've been listening to some live music. We started with a set that um, also kind of unusual, started with a little mini set from Mississippi John Hurt and then a little mini set from Skip James. And we got some more surprises coming your way yet. We have one more piece from Skip James. I feel like I can't get enough of yeah. Skip James now. I love the Mississippi he John Hurt. Yeah, I love them all. I mean, he just takes me out. This is, there's some magic here. Gotta say, should we go back in? Yeah, let's go in. All right, going in. So this recording, once again, if you're just joining us, this is a radio broadcast, October 1964. Mississippi John Hurt and Skip James doing a local show at a venue 
in or around Cambridge, Mass. And this radio host, uh, doing a little promo for it, invited them in. And thankfully for us, they played a, each playing a little set of music, mm-hmm. solo acoustic. And I'm not going to say anything else. It's WKCR, music from Skip James. Yeah, that's some blues, don't I? You like it? I sure do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the one you said you you wrote when uh, you were catching the train there. Uh, yeah, I was at the old dilapidated depot. Yeah. No. I had a big pocket handkerchief around my neck and a big old cowboy hat. It's like I was waiting for the Illinois train. Too. Well, now I'll tell you, there's one song that's a favorite of mine that you do that you didn't mention, and that's "I'm So Glad." Yeah. You still doing that song like you used to? Or? Oh, I don't know what I'll do like I used to, but I can do it, and if it suits you, I'll be glad to, and if it's not, well, I'll do it the other way. <laughs> Let's hear you do it. Sure, just do it. you say when you hear something like that. I guess you know now why, why Skip James has is, is always right? been called the greatest blues man in the world, and that he is. I think I'm glad you like those kind of things. 
there is a lot more that you have heard that I'd like for you to hear when you have leisure time because it would be a help to me in the future, perhaps. And of course, I don't use this, uh, you know, this tuning all the time. Uh-huh. There's a lot that I play in Spanish, and I play in cross note, and I play in natural. And then uh, other than that, I play most in the key on piano. Well, Skippy, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. And if you folks want to hear more of Skip James, you hurry on down the unicorn tonight, because well, he'll be you. there. Thank you. Well, again, I'm lamenting how little time we've got, and I see the time has just about run out. So I'll sign off by saying this has been Folkside. I'm Phil Spiro, and our guest tonight, we've been very privileged to have Mississippi John Hurt and very privileged indeed to have Skip James with us. Music tonight has been live. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Amelia. That is remarkable. Yeah. What a, what a treat. I was just thinking when I was in the hallway when I'm listening to it, uh, listening to Skip James, I was like, there's a Intricacy is another word. Like there is, there's an intricate way that he's playing his chords and how he gets counterpoint and um, and it's all very simple, but you can hear it. You know, it's not he's doing it by accident. It's very purpose, you know, purposeful. So intricacy, that was another word that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. We are pulling that thread. That's right. We're identifying some parts of the thread. Finding some, a little knot here, a little twist there. And it's, it's different every time. And right. yet, how long is that thread? Well, keep in mind, the thread already exists. It's just up to us to see it and to find out the points on it, which we can uh, partake in. Because it's a gift, and then we weave our own. That's, I mean, that's what all art is supposed to be. It's WKCR. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and what a pleasure to be here with True Born, Anthony Michael Peterson. And we have been, we got a lot of music for you. So that was um, this radio broadcast we've been listening to from 1964 we heard mississippi mm-hmm. john hurt and then skip james came on and played imagine being in the house for that show that night october of 1964 and that was actually kind of a departure so if you're a regular listener of the show you know usually we it's all about live unreleased recordings which that was usually it's in front of an audience and which this next one will be and uh, we're going to shift gears and focus on another singular artist, unlike anybody else, mm. singing his own song. Mm. And maybe you want to tell the folks about who that is. Oh, I can't tell anything about this man. This <laughs> John Lee Hooker. I mean, I, I have no words for him. I mean... <laughs> I can't. I cannot. He's. He, I mean, he's like. Okay, he's like the Miles Davis of blues of, of the blues. You know, guitar singers, songwriters. You know, very enigmatic, yet straight to the point. 
And then he's, he's cut out a lot of what has now become blues affectation. Mm. And I'm not, I'm really not trying to put anyone down. I'm just saying that the one thing I liked about the blues, like in jazz, a lot of people play a lot of the same notes, the same licks. Um, you know, and it takes a lot of prof- uh, proficiency to do so. But in the blues, every artist was already an original personality. They're, all, they're already an individual, and that was the criteria for playing the blues. What you got? You know, in jazz, it's like, can you play? You know, and there's a very big, very big difference. And you know, if anybody wants to, you know, come at me for it, come at me. You know, I just feel like at this point, it. You know, like I said, you listen to blues artists, each person is unique. As B.B. King said, Mm. I know what you're thinking. You're afraid to say it, but it ain't what you play. Mm. It's the way that you play it. Mm -hmm. But um, there is, cannot be a musical genre that has become as ossified as blues has, I would think. I mean, I may not be the greatest student of it, but it feels like it kind of got set in stone somewhere 50 years ago, and there have been new voices, yeah. but the forms are... I think that's natural. It's, you see that in arts, arts education. Education, um, time is is the, the culprit of that, and our misunderstanding of the purpose of time and not realizing that we also have an ability to undo the urgency of time, you know, um, that, and that that goes, you know, you'd have to go against a lot of socialization, you know. So now, now we got the blues going, the thread going into, you know, the breaking away from the socialization. You know, you have the, this music, this entrancing music played by artists of color, you know, and you know, the you know the folk movement that was going big in the, you know beginning of the 60s, mid-60s on. But you, you you listen to these, you know, these people who came came out with amazing, you know, gems, you know. And, you know, people still don't know who these originators are, you know. That's why I wanted to, you know, skip James, Mississippi John Hurt, and, uh, you know, everyone knows... Um, um, John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker, <laughs> except me. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knows John Lee Hooker. You know, boom, 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 boom. You know, so you hear him do that. But when you hear him by himself, well, well, well. There's like breaded okra with lots of pepper. <laughs> he does it. He. He's got that thing, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's coming up out of the earth. Yeah, and he's and he's mastered its use. He's mastered the use of of the earth and water. Should we go in? Let's go in. We're going in. Okay, so this is a recording of John Lee Hooker. It's a live recording made at the Reed College Community Center in Portland, Oregon, February 1970. Mm. And John Lee Hooker, not a kid by 1970. He's 52 years old and it's just him and his guitar and uh 
were anything else to need to be said? Uh, let, let him let him say it. <laughs> All right, we're I handing it over. T- I can't tell him. I'll make <laughs> up stuff. It is WKCR. The show is called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman, and I'm here with True Born, also known as Anthony Michael Peterson. Aka. 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 Oh, my brother. He's not going to ever stop saying it now. He's just... Oh, it's going to be terrible. Well... We'll just let him talk to John Lee Hooker. Mm-hmm. He'll settle it out. WKCR. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you the whole thing. Give you the whole thing. We're going to start in the beginning. It sounds kind of like this. I know you must dig the blues if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. Because you know what I do. The blues and nothing else, and later for the rest. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna do a little thing. When you read my letter, you can, you can tell that I've been crying.
you My love for you will never die You know where I love you, baby My love for you will never die Rain. My baby gone, been gone for a long time. Hey, 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 hey.
Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. It's all right. Because my life I'm living, I'm living, and memories gone by. It served me right to suffer. My mind, my mind, langing on in memories gone by, in the days of memories of yesteryear. Another woman, she make me think of mine, think of mine. Mm -hmm. Make me think of mine, think of mine. That's why when I see another woman, just can't keep him trying, keep him trying.
Doctor put me on milk, train, and alcohol. Oh, but he did. My doctor wrote me out of description for milk, train, and alcohol. Because my nerve was so bad, I couldn't rest at all that night. And that's why he put me on. Milk, cream, and alcohol. He put me on milk, cream, and alcohol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good drink. A good description. Let's sock it to me. So your nerve is so bad, Johnny. Your nerve is so bad. That's the reason I'm putting you on milk, cream, and alcohol. Soothe your nerve. You can lay down and sleep at night. Milk, cream, and alcohol. Milk and cream and alcohol. Milk, cream. Milk, cream and alcohol. All right. All right. We are in a hole other place now we've evolved we've moved you're listening to WKCR the show is called Deep Focus I'm your host Mitch Goldman and we are finding the thread it's finding us my guest tonight is Anthony Michael Peterson aka also known as otherwise known as <laughs> in other circles, <laughs> True Born. And, man, we're on a journey here. We started with Mississippi John Hurt, and I didn't think it could get any heavier than that. Then we were listening to Skip James, and he took us into a whole other place. And now John Lee Hooker, and it's it's getting dark, man. It's getting dark. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's getting dark. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I I would say that the John Lee Hooker is is mining the spiritual in what could be the dark. You know, and finding value in like we were just trying to figure out milk cream and alcohol. I mean, he, he repeated it enough, you he know, did. so it must have been a good recipe. <laughs> I think so. You know, and um, what I, the thread that I find with him that really connects him to Miles is both of them used silence as the pulse. You know, there was, most people would say, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that they're quiet and going one, two, three, four? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It, it's being able to be one with space and the timing 
with emotional intent on a on a uh, spontaneous level and you know now we we move from uh with skip james like we've had remember when i said that he he's starting to break away from just you know maintaining you know rocking the bass to these intricate uh, very pianistic you know sounding fills and then and then he just interrupts the the whole thing to to actually do a fill so that was and uh, that was a great transition that you could see between the, between him and uh, um, Mississippi John Hurt. Now we have John Lee Hooker, who is using silence and call and response during classical music. Um, like an know, obligato. Oblig- no, um, antecedent consequent, whereas basically a question is asked musically and it's answered musically. And... Well, and both, both the, the two voices, both being John Lee Hooker, his voice, and the guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and here now, he's just, you can almost imagine, I mean, I've, you know, I guess we'll listen to something with him with the band later. But when you hear him with the band, and, and I don't mean this as a cut, it's almost he doesn't fit with the band either because his, to me, his spirit is too big. You know, it, it's almost as like, and I would love to talk to someone who has played with him to see, like, did he teach you how to play his music? Not just play his songs, but did he teach you how to play his music? Because I can't imagine as a sideman, you know, with different people, as many people as I play with, I could imagine playing with John Lee Hooker and just sliding right on in there. Well, it's really interesting. This is recordings from 1970, and he's playing by himself. Um, he usually did work with a band. And this other recording that we have, which we'll have to make some time for, which would be great to play it, it's um, they're, they're killers. You know, it's mm-hmm. not his usual touring band, though, but they're guys who absolutely should know their way around his music. But you're right, it's something. And you, it's just so out front here. The, um, I mean, he, he barely sings over he's not doing conventional i'm singing over the chords as i play them he's in deep in this conversation well it's different because in especially after um world war ii and then we had you know the you know african americans moving expanding out into the west northwest the east you know midwest anywhere we did it they get get away from the south basically um so um, you have this sense of um, I wouldn't say urgency it's it's like straight and to the point and you know you listen to I was going to say Mississippi John Hurt, but that's not it. You listen to John Lee Hooker, and, you know, the difference is that in, in terms of lyrics, you know, by the time the mid-40s had come around, modern African-American R&B had become, started to become codified, whether it meant, you know, uh, verse to the beginning of choruses or, say, the 12-bar blue thing, whereas... With uh, John Lee Hooker, his 
um, song form follows his text, in other words, his singing. That's why if you listen to Mississippi, I mean, um, to John Lee Hooker, you're not going to hear 12-bar blues, even though he's capable of doing this. Um, it's because his song form is following his lyric form, his text, which goes way back even, you know, into the church when we dealt with a certain um, way of interpreting um, the gospel songs in what was called hymn lining. Okay, so in hymn lining, you had a, these elongated phrases, you had these, you know, very focused ways of putting forth, you know, these hymns. You know, it's very different. And to me, that's what John Lee Hooker reminds me of, is his song form follows the text rather than the text following the song form. And by text, I mean his lyrics. He's not sitting there playing like, you don't hear him sitting there going, you know, okay, four, four beats of E, four beats of A, back to two bars of E, now two bars of A. He's not doing that. But it is following, the song form is all subordinate to the story, to the text, you know, and that's a very deep tradition. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and he's also, uh, he's pulling out that there's some some terror or rage or some really primal, powerful emotions come through, too. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I can't think of anybody else. That... I think it's all of it, you know, to me. It's, you can be mad that your woman left you. But I guarantee you, when it comes time to turn off the light and go to bed, you're going to be afraid to lay down that bed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Which will make you more mad. <laughs> but now you're more afraid, right? So it's it's all of that. It, it it's it's all of that, and that's part of the story. Um, I mean, that's the gift that the blues bring brings to society. You know, the ability to actually tell say something about your feelings and it doesn't have to be like let me let me articulate it so well that everyone understands me he's like i don't care if you understand me just give me my cream and alcohol milk cream and alcohol that's it's all i care about it'll be good you know whatever i see after i drink after that'll be just as real as when i turn the light off and she ain't there anyway you know and that's real you know, and it's very hard because uh, in, in our society today, we look at vulnerability as a weakness. But the blues is giving you strength and freedom through your, you know, by recognizing, you know, your pain and fear in your own experience. You know, you become your own hymn liner in life. You become your own, you know, preacher, so to speak. You know. And if you don't know the music of John Lee Hooker, and you're listening to this and hopefully immersing yourself in what he's putting across, it might surprise you to know that some of these songs were nearly standards. They were covered many times. People had hits with songs that he had written. And um, this, I'd say the solo performance isn't necessarily highlighting the songwriting, but the songwriting is very mm -hmm. powerful in there. 
Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, he reminds me of um, who's who's the guy that wrote that uh, Hallelujah. Um, oh, uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first time I I heard him, you know, sing, I was like, really? You know, because he didn't. It, it didn't sound stylish. It didn't sound. But there, but he had gotten in touch, once again with his, uh, his the essence of his emotion, you know, and the power of the word, the power of the written and spoken word, you know. Um, uh, who was the poet that wrote um, how? Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, Allen Ginsberg says the three aesthetics of poetry was how the words look on the page how they sound and you say them and how they sound when they're heard you know and that concept of of poetry you know that i miss that now in music and it's all there in the blues it's all there in the blues the blues will tell you a, a really powerful heart-wrenching story and then right when you're sitting there going like damn it's over Hmm. Yeah, it's over. So now you have to deal with that. Well, if you have to deal with that, imagine what the person who actually went through it had to deal with. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, is that person still alive? <laughs> you yeah. know, and then you find out, yeah, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. He dealt with it. You know, so he made it this far. He made it far enough to come and sing it for you. Mm-hmm. In uh, this May, you could tell me if this is. Absolutely besides the point, but you being the plectrist that you are, I'm going to ask, uh, this is not a question for Trueborn, this is a question for Anthony Michael Peterson. Let me pull Um, him out. Yes. (laughs) Yes, may I speak? Equipment, gear, thoughts on uh, crafting guitar sounds, Mm. anything uh, to be said about that? I'm really old school. Just get the best guitar you can find. The best that you can find that has resonance, like acoustically, even if it's a hollow body or a solid body. I mean, and it has to be something that pulls your emote, that the feeling of love out of you for the instrument. I mean, I there's so much in equipment to be aware of that I've given up trying to you know my whole thing is I'll ask you know cats I know about and then they'll tell me about it or uh, you know I have friends who teach me about settings like how to really get the most out of my tone settings on my app because for me it was just plug in is it too much too much treble too much bass and they're like look man just you know one friend of mine they got me uh, showed me how I could you know for instance turn my go to my treble pickup and roll my tone back and keep it in the treble position and then find this this wonderful equalization in my amp settings. And I had finally found that, you know, the sound that I had want and tone that I wanted to have. And that was, you know, through this amp and um, it was a Black Star amp. Those guitar players who hear that word, either, either they say, yeah, I got that, or they're like, oh, really? <laughs> And um, so there was a Black Star amp, and I was playing through a Gibson Les Paul. And that was the sweetest that day that the, that, that the Les Paul had sounded. But, I mean, I, 
I think from that point of view, as far as gadgets. Uh, well, what about uh, John Lee Hooker here? He's that sound that's emanating from him, that haunting feeling. Is that a particular instrument and or is that in his fingers or what do you think his? I haven't heard him having heard him play electrically and acoustically. He could play. He could play a a K guitar from 1971, and it would sound what you like what you hear like because he. I mean, if we were going to take a, it apart, a K being a, a cheapo. Well, yeah, K is actually the K was my first electric guitar. Uh, and, was that um, Sears? Was that or I don't Sears? know. I I just know it's a K. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I remember those. Probably they took the O off in the beginning, but. Uh, <laughs> No, he didn't merit the O. Yeah, <laughs> no, John Lee Hooker has mastered one thing that most guitarists don't get, and that's dynamics. Mm. The ability, if you listen to him, what the reason why he hits you is that he knows how to create, you know, how to articulate, you know, a certain thing and stress it, and he knows how to lay back, like where most guitarists want you to hear every single thing that they play, and it sounds great, but it doesn't necessarily hit you in the gut. It makes you appreciate, hey, he's a great guitar player. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily have to go back and revisit that moment. You listen to somebody like John Lee Hooker, you're like, let me, what, what did he say? He said, oh, milk cream and what? You know, <laughs> you know, and then and you hear the way he um, articulates with his dynamics and his uses of silence. He's not trying to keep up with an invisible tempo. What he's trying to do is, can I can I really convey the color, the coloring, the emotional coloring of this, of this song or this experience? You know, I mean, his his imagery and storytelling is really great, and you know, you listen to him and you just you might assume that he's talking about something he experienced, and he just might be talking about a story that's come out of him. Which would, you know, also break the thread back to Skip James. You know, Skip James coming out of dreams, you know, and playing what he received in dreams. So, you know, thread moves back and forth. November 27th, 2023, True Born, Anthony Michael Peterson, here on Deep Focus with me. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. That was part two of three parts and you're like me. You want to hear what's coming next. I'll see you over at part three.